Hi everyone, and welcome back to the C3 Queen Bean podcast. I'm Clinton, and today we're starting our Here to Serve month, a month that's dedicated to embodying the teachings of Jesus by serving our community in tangible and impactful ways. Our lead pastors, Pastor Mike and Pastor Sarah, had a captivating conversation with our Beyond team leaders, Rachel and AJ Pickrell, centered around this very mission. So join us as we unfold the plans, purpose, and heart behind Here to Serve. It's a call to action, a call to community, and a call to live out the love of Christ in practical, life-changing ways. And just wait until you hear who we're blessed with helping out this month. And uh, we're really excited for this month of Here to Serve. I'm going to welcome my beautiful wife to the stage as well. We're going to um, share this stage a little this morning um, as we just come around a time of explaining what Here to Serve actually is, what it means to us as a church. And so I'm going to invite Rach and AJ, our awesome Beyond team leaders. So why don't you welcome them this morning. You can say hi if you want. Hello. (laughs) Is this on? I don't know. Maybe not. We might might just share. Mine is. This one's about to die. Let me just turn that off. Hello, church. How are you? Thank you. I'll just put it on the floor. Just awkwardly bend over on a stool. So good to see you, church. I love Here to Serve. We love our Here to Serve month, right? It's an amazing time in the life of our church, and it's something that we have been doing for the last four years. I think we worked out yesterday. Before that, we did Love Week uh, in our first two years, um, where we just intentionally loved on our community. But for the last four years, October has been what we like to call Here to Serve. So, you guys, why don't you tell us quickly... Uh, what Here to Serve is. Has anyone, maybe put up your hand if you've never been a part of one of our Here to Serve months before. Yeah, quite a few of you, heaps of you actually. So why don't you give They've us just a... volunteered. Yeah. <laughs> trick, We've just trick. written down your names. No. <laughs> Wait, let me just take a photo. <laughs> why don't you quickly, for those that don't know what it is, um, share a bit about what Here to Serve is and what we do in October. Yeah. So uh, Here to Serve is a month that we come together as a church and serve our community in in any way that we um, can through October. Um, It's a way where we can not only serve together, but it it paves the way or creates opportunities for everybody to experience what serving the community is. Um, And that can in itself enable each and every one of us to find where we where we fit in that and if we want to take that up further um, then we're just that month um, and it also creates relationships and um, starts the journey with local um, organizations and schools and people that we as a church can can build and grow on so um, four years did you say that's crazy so um, in that four years we have developed relationships intentionally slow burning relationships so that it's long lasting as opposed to one month in every year so this is just a month that we can come together and step in as a church um, to show God's love to our amazing community because we all love Queanbeyan um, and surrounds and then yeah and take it from there so it's just 
one small drop in the year of in the ocean that is the year. Um, we obviously do other things throughout the year, but this is our really sorry, our really focused month together where we can come together and yep. serve. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, we've loved the fact that we've just created that intentional moment, I suppose, in the life of our church. And as Sarah said, we did Love Week, which was a week back in the first year that we ran, which was a whole lot of fun. But just developing those relationships over the last few years with other organisations who are doing amazing work already in our community and utilising them rather than reinventing the wheel, but getting alongside them and helping them in their journey of serving our community. And um, we've, you know, reached out into different places this year, which I'm really excited about as well, and knowing that God actually is using us. He wants to use every single one of us to bring his love, his grace, his mercy to our community. And, you know, our community is hurting. There's people out there that are lost. There's people out there that are need, like in real dire straits in need as well you know the financial crisis is hitting people where it hurts the most um, and that's you know adding extra pressure to everything that that's going on in amongst everything else that's going on as well and you only have to turn the news on to look at the doom and gloom I've said that a few times don't do that but there's so much going on in our world and there's so much going on in our community directly that we actually get to be we get to partner together and see his kingdom come in our city. And I love that this is an in intentional month. It's intentional going out into our community and doing what God's called us to do. Um, it doesn't have to stop, obviously, in October. Um, this is something that we actually want to live out. But it might be like the moment that is kicking you in the bum to get serving, right? It's a moment to go, all right, what, what am I actually doing? What am I doing with my life? What are we doing as a family? What are we doing together? Um, how can I help? How can I get and be a part of it? And we want everybody to be a part of this moment. Um, so, obviously, we look to the Bible for all of our instructions. So, why do we actually do it? What's our biblical mandate? Oh, I'm going to read it out, am I? <laughs> look, there's, there's a lot of passages that really Jesus talks about following him as an example, and he's always serving. Um, you know, I might be skipping a few of the questions around, but one of the key things that when we were going through and preparing for this that came to my head was Jesus always, always says quite a few times, whatever we do for the le least of these, you do for me, sort of thing. Um, so Matthew, I think it's 25, 40 and 45. 40 is, well, there you go. It's up on the screen. I didn't know it was going to do that, but cool. It's yours, is it? <laughs> and, and this is, yeah, and then there's there's 45 as well. And it, I didn't give him that one, but that's good. It's, it's swung the other way, whereas it's what you do for me, or not do for me, sorry. Yeah, yeah what you don't do for these, you do not do for me. So that's what, that's what Jesus calls us to do. It's not an order. It's not a rule. But he wants us to follow his example. Um, and then if you go further and look at when he's washing his disciples' feet, again in there, he sets that example, um, do as I do. Um, so it's, it's a calling. Oops. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Do you know what I love about the Holy Spirit? Is that Michael's verse was that same one. And mine was about Jesus washing his disciples' feet, which I love because, right, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He just kind of confirms that in us. But 
yeah, exactly what you're saying is really what we wanted to reiterate as well is that example, right, set by Christ for us to actually serve and love others. And I think when it comes to serving in our culture or when it comes to helping others uh, in our culture these days, it's very much like I'll do it if I get something out of it or I'll do it if they respond well or like if someone doesn't respond well to something we give, all of a sudden we put conditions on our giving or, um, you know, all that kind of stuff is very much the world we live in and I think the kingdom is so countercultural in every way uh, but actually we get the opportunity all the time but intentionally together this month to serve just to show God's love and for no other reason, for nothing in return, for even if someone doesn't respond well, it's still our call, our mandate to go and love people with the love of Christ and so that's why I love doing this it's actually just so helpful in our own worlds right to shift that perspective within us and to actually step into that zone of serving unconditionally I I think it feeds into what Dan was saying about tithing as well it's a sacrifice what are the two hardest things that we have to give up money and time they're the two hardest so um, if we can give those up we're furthering Jesus's message um, but we're we're expanding the discipleship that Jesus calls us to do. So we've had obviously a few years of doing this. I just wanted to ask you what a memorable moment um, may be for you over those years, something that <laughs> sticks out in your mind of what we've been able to do. I was trying to nut one down and I was trying to think what's a really amazing, powerful um, example. But they're all in themselves so powerful and yet so small and I know that sounds like I'm not answering your question right but it's in the small things that we do the unnoticed things the things that we put time and effort into but we don't necessarily see the reward or the outcome that can sometimes impact the most and I feel like with a lot of what we do at church through our missions community missions program is um just touching base with people through what we're doing, being a smile, um, teaching them, not teaching them, showing them what it is to walk through church doors, that it's not fearful and it's not scary and that we're we're out there wanting just to show what what being loved by Jesus means and what how that looks. Um, but I think if I was to think about um, an example, um, so last year we... Um, did our pre-loved fashion sale, which was one of our um, here to serve in October um, activities. Um, a lot of time and effort went into getting it done, but every minute of it was well worth it because it was the most amazing thing. And we had numerous people from the community come in who weren't necessarily um, there because they were in need, but they were there because they wanted to be a part of it. But they also got to see um, what it was that we were doing. Um, and we were supporting Louisa, which is um, the domestic violence shelter here in Queanbeyan, and the money raised went entirely to them. And so we publicised on Facebook that this is what we were doing. We put a call out for clothes, and so um, the kids and I spent, I don't know, a month and a half just travelling to random people's houses because they had clothes. (laughs) And so we got to meet the coolest people um, and show them a bit of what it means to be a part of church. Um, 
And that to me was really special because it's the building the relationships with the people, you know. We don't necessarily need to be the one that um, sees them at the finish line but we're that little seed that gets planted that they know that what we are doing is for God and not for us um, and we can have that example. Um, yeah, um, and then another example from this year which wasn't from here to serve but we did hampers for Mother's Day for Louisa and one of the clients who received a hamper was so incredibly overwhelmed by what we had done. Um, they hadn't bought personal things for themselves and they couldn't even remember because they were using their money on their kids and um, for what they needed there in that moment. Um, and the feedback we got from the shelter was that she, they just couldn't believe what we'd done um, and they were so thankful. And it wasn't overly expensive, it wasn't overly time-consuming, but it was just something that we wanted to do. And that client um, was so moved that she ended up going to church. Um, not our church, but church, which is exactly what we, we, we want for that for that person. So um, we've run into them again every now and then through our hamper program that we run. Um, and it's just really lovely to see that small moments make the difference. Yeah. Mm. She stole mine. It's the Holy Spirit again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, look, there's countless moments that we could share from the last few years from backyard blitzes to a house we thought was going to be a backyard blitz which turned out to be a hoarder which literally you couldn't walk through the doors and every pile was mounds of stuff that teams worked for days to clear and clean probably the most disgusting things they've ever seen in their entire life um, but just above and beyond I think we've seen moments I think a few years ago we uh, spent our project days together cooking. Um, some people cooked and then brought them. We decorated biscuits and treats and we wrapped them all up uh, and put a You Are Loved tag on them and gave them to all the staff at the hospital. And um, I remember later on, I think it was Abby maybe that dropped them and then um, heard the story later that um, they were given out to all the staff throughout. I think we made over 300 of them. We dropped them off. They gave them out and we <coughs> found out later that the day they were handed out, um, when they got taken to the maternity and that area of the hospital, uh, they'd actually lost a baby overnight. And so all the staff were pretty low, obviously, uh, and in a pretty rough headspace after just a really rough night. And uh, I remember hearing the story of one of them just being like, I can't believe someone's thinking of us. Um, and just after everything they'd walked through, you know, just that small, like it's a small gift, right? A few handmade treats, but something to just say, we see you, we love you, we appreciate what you're doing for our community. Um, and like you said, it is small moments, but we don't know the seeds that are planted in those little things that we're doing. And so what might feel like a few hours of cooking for us, like actually on the other side of that, like these are eternal seeds, these are eternal moments in the making. Um, and what a privilege, right, to be a part of that. So that's one that always, yeah, stands out to me. That's good. You stole mine, so <laughs> that's fine too. That's good. No, I was just going to talk about the hoarder. I mean, one, <laughs> but that was an, a, an amazing time of actually coming together. And what I loved more about it, obviously, there was an immense amount of mess and we cl cleared out her place with two massive skips and... But what I loved about it was that we all came together and we all were able to spend the time together. Like there was people that hadn't had conversations with each other and you were thrown into a room um, 
digging up mould or whatever you were doing. Um, we were we were thrown into the deep end, but we were doing it together. We were serving with love, and you know, so there was conversations that were sparked. Um, there was relationships built, and that this is what this is all about. It's about building relationship here, but also building relationship with our community. So. What role does compassion play in a Christian duty to serve the community and how do we actually cultivate it? So compassion, the word, not compassion, the organisation that we also support. <laughs> Let me get my notes. It's good. Um, so what role does compassion play in our Christian duty? I think, um, I, think I had trouble with the word duty. In that, in that question because I don't, I don't think it's a duty, I think it's a desire. Um, and I think when we're saved, when we're saved by the God's grace and that's all it takes, um, it's then a desire for us to live more like Jesus and try daily to do that better <laughs> um, because I'm the first person to say that I'm not the best at that um, and every day I try to be better than the day before. Um, and I think compassion is is fundamental um, in the definition of love um, and what that means and what we're called called to do. And I think, um, like, we look at even our... our um, it's not a mission statement. It's our vision of our church. Thank you. Um, which talked about, you know, um, Jesus is our reason people are our calling and um and and i think once we decide to follow jesus we also decide at that moment that we have to live out our faith and that isn't just saying that we're saved but it's living that we are saved um and i think that takes strength um because it does take time and it takes money and it takes um logistics and prioritizing and and doing that but i think each and every one of us has a different way of doing good works um, and I don't think you need good works to be saved obviously but once you are saved and you have that salvation on your life you live forgiven um, and then we get to show what that means to other people um, and compassion's hard when you don't have time right so you know like you can't always be compassionate to that person because you're doing 50,000 other things so I think it's always an opportunity for us to reflect on ourselves and what compassion means for us and how we show that to people. I think um, compassion also stirs something up inside of you, yourself, and opens you up to, I guess, even more outer works. I guess, um, you know, I sometimes find it very hard to be compassionate and I think that comes back to a career of working in liquidation and bankruptcy and just wanting people to pay for what they've done <laughs> in the nicest way possible. But, you know, it, it's a, it is an outworking of God's love in, for others and it, it works in you and it builds and it builds and it becomes easier. I think we talked about it with the Father's Day panel. Um, the more you do it, the easier it becomes and, you know, you don't notice it. It, it becomes part of you and I think that's that compassion side of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I second that in terms of um, I don't have a mercy bone in my body. <laughs> and so if, if you're looking for mercy, go see Sarah. She carries all of our mercy. Um, 
and that's just me <laughs> and my personality, but compassion's been something, I, I do, I genuinely love people, and I, but I think um, compassion is a, is a choice at times to go, all right, I'm going to lay down, and again, a sacrifice of our time, of our, of, our, of our resources, the things that God's actually given to us, and so God's called us to steward our lives the be- to the best of our abilities, and so all right, God, you've put on me a mandate, you've put on me this calling to love on my community, I'm going to do that through your eyes. And my eyes might not see the, the need. My eyes might not see the compassion or the requirements or the things that um, are going on in the community. But open my eyes to see it as you see it. Open my eyes to see the hurt. Open my eyes to see the spiritual realm. Open my eyes to see what's going on in people's worlds. Give us words of knowledge. And, you know, that's one of the things that we're praying even over this month is that the, the conversations that we have are tiny little seeds that are able to be watered able to be just um, continued to grow, able to be continued to just go and do what God can do. And you know what? We, we can't save anybody. Um, it's not, that's not what... But we've, but we've got the person that can. And Jesus can actually move in a situation. He can soften the hardest of hearts. And these are opportunities where we actually get to do that with each other. And I, and I think for me, over these last few years of, of watching um, what God has done, the, the hard hearts being softened or the grumpy faces, like actually being coming out and, and seeing a smile. And like as we've been compassionate, as we've been intentional in their worlds, We've seen so many amazing things happen, and that's that's what actually motivates me to be more compassionate, to try and find that mercy that's wedged away in there somewhere, to give back to our community what God's already given to us. Like our lives are free because of Christ, yeah. um, and we actually get to show that to our community as well. So we have some amazing things in plan for this year. So let's uh, unravel those. Um, there's a few things that we need to finalise still, a few things in the works. Um, and so our website will be updated over these next few days as those are confirmed. But let's talk about the things that are confirmed. Let's talk about the um, exciting things that are coming up. And we would love for you to be involved. So um, get your phones out, um, put, lock away these dates, um, and um, we go from there. You are the practical side of this, and as well as Rach, so and the mercy side, and the admin side, and the. <laughs> He's the visionary, and I'm the doer. <laughs> yes, we work well together. <laughs> yeah, I love what you're saying, though, because like we don't all have the gift of mercy, but we're all called to be merciful, right? We don't all have the gift of evangelism, but we're all called to evangelize, like. We're actually, that's who we are as disciples of Christ. So I think it's a good reminder for us as we head into this month. It's like, okay, well, this might take us out of our comfort zone a little bit. And there might be areas which feel awkward or it might not always go to plan. And I think every year I tell the story um, just because to make myself look ridiculous, but of how I tried to pay for someone's groceries that couldn't pay for them and then I used the wrong card and it declined. So it was just like the most awkward situation. But So then I like had to get the person to come and help and then get another card out. You know, I'm trying to do my here-to-serve moment. and But sometimes it doesn't go to plan and that's okay. And, you know, you might look silly or feel uncomfortable in some of these zones where we're stepping out to serve. Um, 
and a part of like obviously we're going to talk about the things we've got confirmed and um, think about that but also want to encourage you how can you just in your own personal world step out and love on someone over this month you know maybe it's mowing your neighbor's lawn or um, paying for the person behind you in the drive-through or you know what making a meal for someone or just something that you can do during the month as well um, like let's look for those opportunities and be intentional with that in our own worlds as well as obviously coming together for those um, corporate moments. But I think sharing those stories with each other, sharing them in Connect Group I mean, and encouraging each other in that um, is always a really fun part of the month as well and seeing what God does as we just kind of step out in those little moments as well. So why don't you, Rach, tell us some of the ones we have confirmed. <laughs> So we are really excited um, to let you all know that we are going to be working with almost all of the primary schools um, in Queanbeyan um, this year, this year um, which is really exciting because we have always felt as a church that we have um, a desire to be in that space of the kids and teens of Queanbeyan especially. Um, so to be able to be in that space is pretty special. Um, and to find connection with people in the schools to be able to communicate with and to talk to about all this stuff. So um, the the activities, are we calling them activities? The serving opportunities um, are all happening with on um, two weekends of October as the corporate serving. So, of course, we want you to encourage you guys to do um, what you want to do and how you can do it throughout October. But for church, our serving, corporate serving, um, is on the 14th, Saturday the 14th and Saturday the 21st, the 21st. Uh, so what we're going to do on the 14th um, is we're coming into church um, and we are going to pre-pack as many lunches as we possibly can that can be frozen, so a sandwich, and then we're going to be doing some baking, so um, something else that can be frozen. Um, and we're going to pack already pre-packed, pre-made lunches, frozen, that we're going to take to East Primary so that they can have bulk frozen lunches that they can hand out to kids who don't come to school with with lunch of their own, um, which is really incredible that we can offer that. Um, I think the response from the school, we had a really lovely, lengthy email that we sent and their response was absolutely, yep, thank you. <laughs> Um, so that was really cool. So that's one op option that we're doing. Um, we are also going to be making pre-packed breakfast um, bags for prim Queenbean Primary. So like the lunch option, we're going to be creating pre-packed breakfasts that we can take to the school so they can distribute breakfast to those who haven't eaten um, before school. Which amazingly, if you didn't know... I think we're a bit confused with when we're like, oh, east, because they're like east, west, south and P Queanbeyan public. So we get a bit confused with who's emailed what. <laughs> um, but one of the schools that we're doing breakfast for said they, they run a breakfast club at the moment for kids that come to school with no food and they would have nearly 40 kids a day. Mm. 40 kids a day that mm. come to that. So that's a big mm. amount of kids that literally leave their homes with no breakfast mm. um, and are then expected to kind of pay attention, right, and learn mm. at school. So for us to actually resource that for them, have them packed little cereals and bowls and stuff all together, um, that's meeting a huge need for that school um, financially but also just to, for all those kids that actually come uh, without breakfast, which is wild. Mm. It's a yep. lot. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah which is incredible. So um, we're going to be doing that on the 14th. Yeah. Um, we are also going to be packing backpacks for... Um, South Primary on that day um, and those backpacks will have items in it that the school have identified that um, these kids need. So it's about, they'll be, we'll be packing about 30, 30 backpacks and it will include uh, socks, a water bottle and lunchbox. lunchbox. Pencil case. Yeah, a few things for the kids at South. And again, it's amazing once we've reached out, right, to hear actually some of the need. They mm. have found... They have, over the last season, obviously, financially, things are a challenge. South is probably the um, school that would struggle the most in terms of their area. Um, they have got countless families now that have become homeless in the last, probably, what, 12 to 18 months, maybe. Mm. Um, so there's a big need at that school. That's a huge one as well. Um, but just hearing some of this as we've made contact, um, you don't realise, actually where the situation kids are coming out of when they enter into that school. So to be able to make that connection, they've already identified families that would need a backpack, would need like socks and underwear. They've said, can we just have a, a surplus, a supply of those yeah. um, to meet some of this need of kids mm. coming and not having what mm. they need from home. Mm. So that's yeah. a big one. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. it's really good to um, to know that we don't just want to serve for the sake of serving. We're intentionally wanting to serve in the right way for these for these schools. So we've we've gone out and we've asked and we've provided an idea, um, and not all of them have said yes to that idea. So South Primary, for instance, already has a fabulous breakfast program, and they have lunches where they are able to um, support the kids in that area. Um, and so they they identified to us that they would love this backpack idea where we, they can have a surplus amount of backpacks and socks and undies and all that other type of stuff that they can give to these kids. So it's really special that we can um, be in a position where we can say yes um, to their needs as opposed to us just waltzing in and saying, we're a church, we're amazing, how can we help? Because um, we don't want to be that church. We want to be a church that really does focus in on, on how best to help these people. Um, so those three schools, we're also going to help Queanbeyan West um, but not fit tangibly, not physically. Um, that's probably going to be more of a financial um, offering, help, um, but that will come once we've had that confirmed. Um, so that's on the 14th. Um, and then on the 21st, we are going to get a group of us together and we're going to go into South Primary and redo their garden, their kitchen veggie garden. patch kitchen garden yeah. space. Um, so most of you um, know Ash and Tale, who are part of the team. Ash works at the school um, in some capacity, um, and he also looks after the veggie, the veggie garden kitchen, garden patch space. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done there to make it what it can be um, and to support the kids in the best way. So um, we're going to get a group together of people who are able to be physically, manually... <laughs> worked <laughs> um, to get that done. So um, if you're feeling like that's more your speed than packing lunches, then keep that in mind for an option for you um, to think about doing. Yeah. Um, the other thing apart of that one is that we're also going to be cleaning out. They've got a shipping container and a garden shed, which is kind of all attached to the garden. So the idea is that the garden is supposed to be used for their kitchen, for students and for actually, um, you know, helping with their learning. But it's so 
not happening and struggling that they actually can't use it at the moment. So the idea is that we're really going to overhaul the garden. It needs a new watering system and a whole bunch of stuff to just make it easy. Mm. At the moment, Ash is the one volunteer that manages the garden and it's just not staying alive because there's not enough time. So to make, we want to put a watering system in that's going to actually make it easy for them to upkeep and all that stuff so they can actually use it for its purpose. But if you are an organiser and you like pulling everything out of cupboards and reorganising them, then come and sign up for this one as well because we're going to empty out that shipping container and the garden shed which has just been so shoved full of stuff that it's not being used. So it'll be culling and working out what's actually still safe and usable and uh, reorganising that space for them as well. So that will also be a part of the garden one. So if you're, that's kind of more your zone rather than actually gardening you can still sign up for that and be a part of that. So that'll be really cool. Yeah. Which is awesome. So the other thing that's happening, obviously youth, we have said, is on this Friday. So normally it would be school holidays and we wouldn't have youth, but we wanted to have a special here-to-serve youth. So these guys are going to be packing HSC packs for our Year 12 students at the high schools in Queanbeyan. Uh, so a few logistics to still be sorted out in terms of the schools, um, but we're still going to go ahead and prep it and get it all ready. So youth, make sure you're here and make sure you get your kids here on Friday, the usual time. Uh, but it's an extra special one and they're going to actually be serving our local high school students, just giving them a pack to say, hey, we're thinking of you as you start these exams, which are going to start in the probably first first week of school, maybe second week. Um, so that's another really exciting thing that our youth are going to be doing and cool that they can have their own kind of project that they're a part of as well. Uh, and then we have a few more serving opportunities up in the air. So we have just been back and forth and waiting for people to get back and confirm, which didn't quite happen uh, before the end of the week. So we're waiting on some other local organisations that we'd like to partner with. So keep Saturday the 14th and the 21st uh, in your <coughs> diaries because we're going to put the other opportunities on those days as well. So if you have them saved, once we put out the more information next Sunday, you'll be able to sign up. You'll be able to sign up online and all of that during the week. So we'll get those opportunities to you, um, but we are just waiting <laughs> for confirmation uh, from some of these organisations. So it is really exciting, all that we have coming up and what we get to be a part of this month. So I really want to encourage you to just think about what area, maybe just from the few that we've mentioned already, is standing out to you. Um, the other opportunities will likely be come together, serving moments of um, actually going to organisations and helping them with whatever they need there. Um, so once we have that confirmed, obviously we'll pass on the details and next Sunday we'll kind of revisit that as well. But very exciting. Um, I think it's a huge that we are literally touching on all six potentially public schools in the region, which is huge, um, and a great opportunity. And honestly, they've just been blown away that we've even offered help, like in their responses. They're just like, wow, thank you so much. There's so much need. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and just that's been really cool to see the openness as well from the schools to allow us in and to allow us to help, which is, yeah, really exciting. Awesome. Well, as Sarah said, keep your diaries free. Keep those dates free, 14th and 21st. Um, it's going to be yeah, yeah, likely in the morning. Um, so come. You know, as um, Dan was saying, we do have a next steps table. You know, you might not be serving on the life in the life of our church yet. This might just be like your 
dipping your toes in, seeing what it feels like. Um, it might be something that you're just like, yep, I'm all in, I'm right behind and we'd love to see you there and and encourage everybody to be involved in one way, shape or form and it's going to be a good month. But it doesn't it doesn't just, you know, work on those two days either. But this is something that we're wanting to have as part of our lives. It's a, it's what we live, it's who we are as C3, it's who we are as Christians, is seeing the need, feeling the need, being Christ in every situation. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Why don't you thank Rachel and AJ this morning.